When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every Pokemon episode ever podcast is now on YouTube. Go on YouTube and search every Pokemon episode ever podcast and click that subscribe button to never miss an episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of the Every Pokemon Episode Ever podcast. I am one of your hosts, Wrestling Chris G, and on the other line with me is the one that loves to be nice and warm and cozy, is good old Dougie Fresh. Dougie, my man, how you doing? I'm waiting on that cold snap. I'm waiting on that cold snap. This weather is ridiculous. I <laughs> warm and cozy in the winter. Yes, early August. No. <laughs> well, the the weather that we're having just can't make up its damn mind. So I don't I don't know what kind of world we're living in right now, Doug. Uh, it's that global warming, you know. Yeah, but um. We have a great episode um, that we're getting ready to go over. We're actually getting ready to record two episodes, but that's a peek behind the curtain right there. So um, how, how are you doing, Doug? Um, this is the first of the two that we're about to record, so which means that we have a little bit of a chit-chat that we can do for a few. Uh, I mean, we don't have to chit-chat, considering we've already been knocking around for an hour. So <laughs> True, true. But how, how are you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> this is 10 o'clock in the evening, Doug, knowing that he's not going to be done recording until probably a little after midnight tonight, everybody. So this is this is Doug just not happy right now. Well, not not happy. <laughs> just I, I know we've got, you know, two we hours ahead shit. of us. I, we got shit to do. All right. All right. All right. Well. I'm sure we'll end up getting into some type of conversation, but today's episode is episode three of season 14, episode 662, and this episode is called A Sand Dial Gusher of Change, or translated from Japanese, Mijumaru Mijuroko Critical Moment. Wow. Well, it's basically the same thing that we got here. I mean, because both both titles are are pretty clunky. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> Mijumaru, Mijuroko, critical moment, or a Sandow gusher of change. <laughs> I'm going to take the English <laughs> translation, but it's not. It's not like <laughs> it's not like it's hitting it out of the park. It's like you want to get. Punched in the throat or kicked in the nuts. It's <laughs> <laughs> so 
All right, but today's episode is um, the reason that I said Doug likes to be nice and cozy um, because we have some hot springs in this episode, Doug. Yes. And a very, very, very dumb Ash um, in the middle of the episode. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, but (laughs) fucking ran into the middle. (laughs) I'm telling you, I told you this episode (laughs) fell off about halfway through. The writers were just like, let's give a 10-year-old fourth-degree burns. Like, what the hell? Um, but, all right. But this episode premiered in Japan on September 30th, 2010. And here in the States premiered February 19th, 2011. And, Dougie, my man, I I was told that you are going first this week when it comes to our historical dates what is your historical date this this week yes well so i I was about to say this year (laughs) (laughs) one episode this year um on um february 19th 1945 the u.s fifth infantry launches an invasion of uh, Iwo Jima. Um, Imu what? Iwo Jima. Iwo Jima. <laughs> okay, Iwo Jima. Iwo Jima. All right. And, um, and um, uh, 30,000 troops storm the island. Um, this is the... This is the attack where we get that infamous photo of the Marines raising uh, the flag. Um, I'm not talking specifically on that because I could, but that happens in a couple days. Um, save that for a different one. I, I could save that for a different one, depending on how things shake out. So if, if that does happen, we'll just we'll just pretend that I didn't say anything. Um <laughs> This was one of the uh, crucial moments in WW2. Um, uh, kind of, um, <coughs> pardon me, a swinging point, as it were. Okay. Well, good shit. All right. Well, mine is not really that historical. Mine's a birthday. Ready saying sing happy birthday, Doug? No. <laughs> well, <clears throat> American comedian and actor Andy Samberg was born on this day. And he's done quite a few things. You might know him um well from SNL. Um Brooklyn. What 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 was that show called? Brooklyn Nine Nine? Brooklyn Nine-Nine just recently started its final season last week. Oh, look at that. You know, you knew that. I didn't even know that. <clears throat> but, yeah, um, it's his birthday. People might kind of call it a cop-out, but February 19th is kind of a dry day in modern history. Uh, me and Doug both had um, a little bit of a hard time finding finding out anything, and you won't believe how old Andy Samberg is, Doug. Well, I mean, I I, I will because I I know 
Well, yeah, because I I told you right before. Kayfabe, man. I'm K-fabe. a I'm a, I'm a didn't, didn't, didn't you did didn't you just watch the movie he or the TV show Heels? Kayfabe, man. Kayfabe. Yeah, well, <laughs> shut up, bro. Break your arm. <laughs> um, but good old Andy Samberg. Um, you wouldn't know it by looking at him, but he is a whopping forty three years old. So, born in 1978. So, blew my mind when you said that. I know. I blew my own mind. I'm sitting here. I'm like, this boy don't look no 43 years old. Get that special type of lotion that he got. I I, I have no idea. What's that Hollywood reserve that we're not privy to as regular people? I know, for real. So, all right. Um. Dougie, my man, are you ready? I'm born ready. No, I said, are you ready? Yeah, we're not doing that. No, no, no. no we're not doing that. It's, 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 it's too late for that? It's, it's too late for that. <laughs> but um, make sure you stand by for the end of this episode, everybody, because as you can hear right here. I have a Chilling Rains Pokemon pack that I will be opening at the end of this episode. And I feel like it's a little bit of a heavy one. So hopefully we get a nice hollow out of this. But um, all right, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode, Doug. Yes. All righty. So we start this week's episode with the narrator... Basically talking about Ash and Iris, and they they literally start the episode just bickering back and forth as to who's following who. Because Ash is looking at her, he's like, well, why are you still following me? And she's like, it is you that's following me. And I'm like, oh, geez, here, 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 we, here we go. And they literally are going back and forth. And then we have a scene moment where the animation is them like getting ahead of each other. So one walks in front of the other and then the other one walks in front of the other. And they're basically going like back and forth Doug, to start, start this episode off. Yeah. Like the first freaking 45 seconds was them basically having a race until she basically cuts him off. For real. <laughs> I was how, waiting for her to trip her, to be honest with you. Or for, <laughs> for her to trip him. And how does she keep her hair like this? Like, <laughs> I, I, she she has no backpack, no nothing. And, like, just, just, just little Aksu um, inside of her hair, which has to be messing up all sorts of things in her hair, unless Aksu is keeping her hair looking all sorts of purdy. But how does she keep her hair like this in the forest? It, it could be like the secret oils of Aksu. Like Aksu could give off like certain oils that just happen to interact with human hair just the right way. <laughs> that only people with long hair like Iris <laughs> can find out. Yeah. All right. So um, she cuts Ash off and ba- and blatantly tells him she admits that she's following him, but she's like, "Well, since you're new to town, I figured I'd give you a a hand and 
um, help you learn about the Unova region. Like, you don't know where you're going. I feel like I can be your map. So basically, she wants to be the Brock to Ash. Which is a fair point if the Pokédex wasn't as advanced as it is. Yeah. I mean, it's a freaking cell phone. So, I mean, you're telling me he can't look at his Pokédex and find out exactly where he's going? And, you know... If all else fails, he has a Padov that could kind of do a little bit of navigation. Yeah, just fly up into the air. Do you see the trail? Yes. Okay, lead me. And, yeah. So, I mean, it's a nice sentiment, but it's kind of unnecessary. And then off into the distance on the trail right beside them. I guess I guess that 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 sentence didn't really make too much sense. Um, right next to them, <laughs> um, we um, as they're arguing back and forth, as Ash is like, "Well, I didn't ask you to be my navigator. Um, you didn't ask to follow me." Blah blah blah. There's Ashua. Yeah, he's just standing there. Um, I got the impression that he was there the whole time. Just and the and the camera just chose not to, you know, pan down to see him. <laughs> Um, and yeah, um, he's standing there and then we get the, uh, we get the credits. Yeah. Which I'm still not a fan of. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like the song yet? I think you'll be a, a, a lover of this song by, by the time you, you watch enough of these episodes. I, I wouldn't put good money on that. No, you, 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 you don't, you don't like soft Pokemon music, Doug? No, you give me. You got to get me hyped. I'm okay with it not being at the beginning of the episode, but you got to get me into it. Oh, I mean, you you have um, Zekrom and uh, what what is the um, other one? The the white one. Um, <laughs> it is that. that <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get me in trouble, Doug. I didn't say it. You repeated it. What do you mean you didn't say anything? I was just making sure the people heard you. <laughs> he said the white one, everybody. White one. Um, let's see. Part of the Unova region. I have it on Pokemon Go. So this is what's kind of helping me here. So you have Reshram, Reshiram, and you have Zekrom. So... Reshiram is the white one, which looks like it's pretty fucking badass. And it is, um, even though I don't use it in Pokemon Go. But I, I do love the badass black Zekrom. So, just saying. Yeah, but like, you know, I don't really care who's in the opening. Like, if that if that opening, because, I mean, that's the thing about the opening of the original so like just from that first couple of chords you're like okay let's fucking go with this it's just it's a nice song but it doesn't get me excited to watch pokemon i want to be the very best yeah it doesn't have that same feeling yeah you're right kind of kind of puts me in a not drowsy but kind of puts me in a bit of a, a softer mood (laughs) <laughs> in a softer mood, Doug? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. So we go straight from the title screen over to God. I can't get that image out of my head. Oh, um, grow up. <laughs> Crow the fuck <laughs> to the title screen. Um, a Sandow gusher of change. And to start everything off, you have Ashawat um, jumping up and down for joy. He's, he's jumping up and down, and he's walking over to Ash. And freaking Iris, out of nowhere, just freaking grabs Ashawat. Well, first, a- Ash remembers this Ashawat from helping him defeat Team Rocket. But then Iris freaking goes and grabs him. And it's like, I want you to be my Pokemon. I want to catch capture you. I'm, 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 I'm the best trainer for you. I, obviously, you want to be with me. And Ashwa just jumps out of her freaking arms and is like, uh, hell no. I, I've been following Ash. I don't want your trainer. I, I want to go with the kid with the hat. Um, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, she's sitting there. She's poking his cheeks. And she, like, you know, and, you know, like you said, she just scooped him up in her arms. And, you know, shouldn't she know? But I mean, she did the same thing with Pikachu when he, she first met Pikachu and she got shocked. Um, I mean, there's such a thing as personal space here. Come on now. True. So, uh, it, it's just funny because Pikachu just had no fucking chill. So, <laughs> Oshawott breaks out of Iris's arms, says, hell no, jumps over to Ash and climbs up Ash's shoulder and freaking picks up Pikachu and just goes, Kick <laughs> and fucking kicks Pikachu off of. <laughs> I, I believe that's what the kids would say these days. Uh, Pikachu got yeeted. <laughs> Is that what they're doing with their arms? Where they where they take their two index fingers and they put it on like they're checking their pulse? Is that is that what that's called? No, that's she. Yeah, I still don't understand that. See, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, I think I think that's like you know how kids say like when when something's funny these days. Kids say, these days, fuck, I'm old. Fuck, <laughs> I don't want to do the show anymore. Um, kids will say like, oh, I'm dead. Like when something's funny, they'll say I'm dead. Yeah, I think doing the doing the check of the pulse and doing the she. I think that's like the. The act out of I'm dead. Oh, get the fuck. I, I mean, I guess, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure we were just as bad when we were growing up. Oh, I uh, bet we were worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually made fucking sense. We said things <laughs> like, we actually said things like, I'm dead. Ha 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 ha. Not, fu- not fucking getting, checking my posts and going, see. Like I'm, 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 a lot of listeners are probably they're like, man, these guys are real. We're gonna stop listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, oh, don't act like that's not fucking funny. Especially the older adults, they're probably cracking up <laughs> with their children in the back seat right now, just going, "See, I told you, I told you that thing was fucking stupid." <laughs> yeah, but I want one kid in the back going. He's right, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, all right, all right, all right. Let's get let, let's get back on on topic. <laughs> so, Oshawa throws Pikachu off of Ash, and Pikachu just had no chill. It, Oshawa is a fucking ass. So he jumps up, <laughs> pushes Pikachu off, and then hops off of Ash. Like, what the fuck was the point of? throwing Pikachu off besides being a dick. Yeah, if you were just going to immediately get down. And then Pikachu's pissed off, so it throws a, a thunder attack. I mean, it's not specified. And, you know, Ashawat takes off his little shell, which we learned from Dexter can be removed. And, I mean, obviously we saw last week, because that's how um, he brought down Team Rocket's balloon. And just blocks the thunder into Ash's face. So Ash has no luck whatsoever. <laughs> you see, they missed the opportunity of Oshawa deflecting that into Iris and having her hair just be all big and fried. Just <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they missed the opportunity. Like, Ash should not have gotten blasted by this thunder attack. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> but um, Iris enjoyed the fact that Ash got shocked by Pikachu, and her and Axu just starts laughing up a storm. Uh, laughing up a storm, and Ash is like, Ashwa, what, what was that for? And it's at this moment that Ashwa um, and Ash have a, a little bit of a moment, and Iris is like, you know, I think Ashwa wants you to be its trainer. And, you know, Ash kind of is like, oh, is that really what you want? And Oshawa, it's got the tears of joy and it's kind of got an excited face. So <clears throat> Ash takes his backpack off and grabs a Pokeball and, you know, turns his hat backwards because, you know, that's how you know it's serious. Oh, and he's in serious mode now. He uh, He throws the Pokeball and it just bonks off of poor Oshawott's head. I felt so bad for Oshawott. I'm like, oh my god, but Oshawott, I mean, well, he is a baby. I mean, I te- technically the baby version. So he doesn't know. He thinks he can just go into any Pokeball. So he's ready. He's just looking at this ball and the ball just goes, bonk. And um, Oshawott's like, ow. <laughs> and Ash is like, huh, that's, that's never happened before. And and so at that point, I think we all kind of come to a collective um, aha moment. I mean, obviously, as a viewer of the last couple episodes, we know that this is the Ashuat from Professor Juniper's lab, yes. a.k.a. one of the three starter Pokemon that Trip could have... Could have taken, but he could have... Right, Freaking broke. I want. I want to see Trip face this Oshawa with with his Snivy and just have Oshawa just just obliterate his Snivy and have him go. Man, I should have picked Oshawa <laughs> at this point. Is um, what is the what are what's the one v one in terms of grass versus water? Um. Gra- let's see when it comes to s- super effective grass beats water so water beats fire for the 
start a Pokemon, fire beats grass, and then grass beats water. So, and oh, one thing that I found out in Pokemon games, and this is probably going to blow your mind if you didn't know this, uh, but no matter what Pokemon you choose, um, your partner chooses um, the opposite Pokemon. Um, so basically you should be able to, so if you choose Charmander, he's going to choose Squirtle. If you choose, um, Bulbasaur, he's going to choose, um, Squirtle. So he chooses the weaker Pokemon of the two when you're actually choosing Pokemon. And I, I'd have to actually go back and play black and white. Cause I, I got halfway through black and white and then I kind of fell off and then I started playing Pokemon Sun, but um, I believe they still do that to this day in the video games. I did not. Um, I did not know that, but it kind of makes sense because that's like your first battle, isn't it? Yep. And you know, you don't want to start the game on a loss necessarily. Which so. I mean, which you can, but I mean, they make it really hard. I've actually played Pokemon Red and Blue to try to lose my first battle, but he, your opponent, growls you to death. Just <laughs> ah, ah, and then he's like, "Dude, just fucking hit me with tackle. Just beat me." <laughs> but you, but you can lose that battle, and then Gary will um, sit there and rub it in your face. If you lose that battle. Well, as he should. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was trying to throw it for you. And he'll say, smell you later, which I never did get that whole smell you later bit. But that that was his line in the game. So. Well, yeah, I never understood that. I mean, obviously, as a Simpsons fan, I know that's Nelson Muntz, but I probably didn't know that in 98. No. So. Or All right. the first game came out. So, but, uh, yeah, we come, like I say, we come to the realization that this is the <clears throat> the Oshawott that came from Juniper's lab. So then Ash is like, oh, Oshawott's Pokeball has to be back at the lab. So I yes. thought that was going to be the episode. I thought the episode was they got to turn back and they're going to run into some shit on the. No, we're just going to get her on the phone at the Pokemon Center. Yeah, okay, and I th- I have a problem with this moment, okay? And, mm-hmm. and and you're probably not thinking of it right now, but you're you're going to think about it as soon as I I say it. So so they're at the Pokémon Center, right? And they're Correct. talking to to to, to um Professor I'm, I keep she her name <laughs> just wants to come out as Dr. Juniper to me. I don't know why, but um to Professor Juniper is it Ash's Pokedex, a cell phone? Yes. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Why? Why didn't? Why didn't Ash just call her on the Pokedex? Oh he never well. Remember. Well, he does have to be at a Pokemon Center to get the Pokeball sent over because you can't send it remotely through the Pokedex. Okay, never. Mind. Oh yeah, that's true. That's a that's a very fair point. That is, that's a very fair point. So, um, okay. So, well, as he's talking to her, Dr. Juniper's like, oh, I wondered where... You did it again. 
whatever (laughs) let's play it let's play a drinking game how many times i call (laughs) professor juniper dr juniper (laughs) but uh professor juniper um sits here and she and she says um that she'll send ash over the pokeball because she was wondering where ashwat went and she's been looking all over and none of the pokemon have seen him but uh, she's glad that he's okay and that all he was doing was following Ash. Doug? Not that concerned if all she was doing was I mean, she could have called him. No, not really. I mean, she didn't know where he, she, she, for all she knew, Ashwa ran away. Well, I just don't think she did as much as she could have done. And oh. I mean, for goodness sakes, it's a, it's a starter Pokemon. It's not very, not very strong at the moment. Something no. horrible could have happened. Something very horrible could have happened. So we get <clears throat> we go from this, and Professor Juniper um, sits there and says um, that Ashwat likes to travel out and wander off on its own, and to keep a close eye on Mister Ashwat. Oh boy! And, <laughs> and as soon as she says that. Ash and Iris are looking around. They're like, where the fuck is Oshawa? He's not here anymore. Oh, they're running out of the... Is that a Pokemon Center or is that a Pokemart? It honestly looks like a Pokemart. Yeah, that's... Because I'm at at the... the, I'm at a screenshot of them. um, They're about to fall in this hole. And it honestly looks like a Mart. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So Oshawa is nowhere to be seen and they're running out and Iris calls Ash a kid again. Just hate it. Just pissing Ash off to death because he can't keep track of his own Pokemon. And it's not his yet. No. Well, technically it is. It's not. He, He is not in the ball. True. Ash Ash has his Pokeball. <laughs> Ash just Ash doesn't have to deal with this. Ash looks at Iris and is like, I don't need to put up with this. I'm just gonna start walking away. And Iris sits there and gets all baffled that he's walking away. Wait a minute, wait for me. And I I blame her for them falling into this damn hole. Ash was on top of this hole and didn't fall in, but it wasn't until Iris's weight got on that hole. That she that, <laughs> that they both fell in. I completely blame Iris for this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doug, um, you wanna you wanna take over this next part? Yeah, so they've fallen in the hole and <clears throat> pardon me. You know, they're looking up, they're in a heap, and they say, Which who could have done this? You know, which you know, yeah, I was going to, I was waiting to see if they said what kind of Pokemon. And then all of a sudden from above, you hear a little voice go, Sandile. <laughs> and they both look up because in everyone's mind, who, who are you thinking built this, this manhole? You think it's Team Rocket. Yes. But they, they completely toss that, um, Toss that out in this episode, and they're like, "Nah, it was Sandile. Sandile did it." 
And this nice little boy is looking into the hole where Iris and Ash are laying. And then we get an awkwardly close-up look of this boy's face before he apparently pulls them out. But then after that, we go straight over to Team Rocket running in these horrible disguises. <coughs> like what what were they bludgeoning? What were they thinking Thank wearing you. these disguises? Um, well they're not very bright. Well obviously. <laughs> so they said, oh disguises. Hats and <laughs> coats and sunglasses. Disguise. And they fall into a hole as well, but they don't crash into the hole. I mean obviously Team Rocket blasts off and almost 99% of the episodes, so they know how to land. And they <laughs> they freaking land full-blow Matrix style on the ground, just boom. To, or, to, to quote Jim Ross, how the hell do you learn how to fall off a 20-foot ladder? <laughs> well, apparently by blasting off in 99% of the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but Team Rocket... Full-blown, just lands perfectly fine inside of this hole. And this hole must be big, because it's big enough for them to stand up, look around, and walk in. Yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely not standing shoulder to shoulder. There's definitely some room to operate. And then they're confronted by a sand dial. Yes. With sunglasses. yeah, with sunglasses. I, I thought that was pretty weird. I had to take a second look because for a second I thought James might have been wearing those sunglasses and he fell in and the sunglasses fell on top of Sandow. No, That would have been funnier. It would have been funnier. But no, Sandow just, this, this leader of the pack is wearing sunglasses for some odd reason. And it's never fucking explained. No, I mean, honestly, for a second, when I was watching the episode, I thought that was part of the design of... Like, I just thought that was Sandile. I was like, oh, it's got markings on its face that look like sunglasses. And I don't know, no, those are sunglasses. Yes. It's kind of like Squirtle and the Squirtle Squad. Like, Squirtle just randomly has these pair of sunglasses, and he keeps it inside of his shell. But to your point, um, at least the Squirtle Squad is explained. Yes. The the roving gang of Sandile that we're about to meet is never explained. No, not at all. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, um, Ash pulls out his, um, we go back to Ash um, getting pulled out of the, of the little um, sand trap, the little pit. And he pulls out his good old Dexter and is like, what is a Sandile? And we're told that Sandal is a crocodile Pokemon and has uh, big black round eyes, which protects it from the sun. So his eyes already protect it from the sun. What the hell does this other Sandal need sunglasses for, man? Style. Apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and, and it protects it from the sand from getting into its eyes, too. Which, fair point, because we're about to see, you know, obviously they can dig tunnels and we're about to see that they don't they don't mind spending time <clears throat> buried a little bit. Yes. But um, this this child uh, who we end up finding out is the son of the hot springs owner 
of the city that they're in. Um, he's basically down there just wandering about. He knows about the Sandow, and he goes into this deep story about how they had to close their springs because all these Sandow have basically invaded all of the spring areas and all of the town and basically makes it impossible for anyone to enjoy the hot springs up there. Doug? Yeah, and we see uh, a bit of a flashback where a couple are hunkering down to enjoy a sand bath, and as as they're getting all relaxed, we see um, a sand dial, uh, apparently the sand dial that was in the hole with Team Rocket, uh, via the sunglasses yes. popping up and the owner's just like oh this that's just a wild sand dial he's not going to bother you he just likes the the warmth of the sun as well but <clears throat> but then they just start popping up everywhere and you know obviously these two humans in particular don't have sunglasses which i would argue is just poor planning on their part well, yeah, well, well, they're 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 in the middle of getting a sand bath. Like, who who the hell needs sunglasses while they're getting a sand bath? The sun's out. I mean, I get that, but they they're not looking directly up at the freaking sun. They're, well, they're closing they, their eyes and yeah, they're laying they're, on a pillow. But they're completely hemmed in. It's not like they can be reading a book. So, Doug, if you go and you get a sand bath, you're bringing sunglasses with you. If I'm outside, yes. Okay. All right. Fair point. But this this sand dial just starts digging um, a hole right next to this couple. Okay. Now, we, me and you um, know, like, this episode enough to where uh, we know what happens at the end, right? Mm-hmm. But is, is this sand dial with the sunglasses... For any particular reason, a freaking dick for blowing the sand all over these humans. Yeah, he absolutely is. I mean, because he had no reason to. No, there he wasn't like, oh, you built the hot springs on my my land or, you know, and my herd of friends. We don't have room to operate now. He was just being... He's like, I'm just a cool guy. I've just got sunglasses, and the sand is my land, and fuck you. Exactly. <clears throat> so, um, so from the from this montage, uh, we see about me. I would say about twenty of these um, sand dial um, dig holes underneath the ground, um, scare off that couple. And dig holes where the hot spring was, basically draining out the hot spring, um, draining out anything. They they collapsed a couple of trees that were over nearby um, by digging and obliterating the trees that were nearby, basically de- destroying the land. Oh, completely. Just wrecking shop and... <clears throat> Ash and Iris are kind of in the same boat that we're in. You know, Iris is like, I don't understand... You know, Sandile's motivation, and the and the kids basically like you know, uh, you know, ditto. I'm also sitting here with my thumb on my butt, you know. And I and I get the whole ending to this episode, but 
there there's nothing to explain why the sandile are completely obliterating it down the mountain where they are right now. I mean, we're watching this again right now. We're probably getting yelled at by Jimmy who's sitting there listening to this podcast going, "Well, they they did it because of this." But we're we're going to get there and then we're going to circle back at the end of this podcast and see if there was a reason for them to have done this. But And I don't I don't believe that there is. I don't even I, I watched the episode. <laughs> so uh, but Ash and Pikachu look and say, they say, okay, this looks like this needs some investigating. So it's time to investigate. So what does Ash do? Ash jumps in with Pikachu and starts sandbathing. Just <laughs> makes himself completely comfortable and, and gets him and Pikachu buried in like five seconds. Yes. And, and you know, hey, Iris what, what is did, like, "Would you do the same, Doug?" I don't know if I would have been so ballsy to just say, "Oh, this is a perfect time as any to just strip down to my skivvies and just dive into the sand here." Hey, I mean, when you're ten years old, you don't care who sees you naked. I, 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 I would like to think that I had a little bit of modesty. <laughs> At, at 10. I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, and I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Well, I was about to say, you, you should see my son. My my son, this, this is beside the point, but <laughs> uh, my son the other day was walking around the house, and he was in, he, he was in um, a t-shirt with, some, with one of his um, nice new sweatpants on. And we we're supposed to have um, some someone come over to the house and when we were told that they weren't coming over anymore he looked at me he's like can i take these sweatpants off and i was like boy i was like what do you mean he's like can can i take these sweatpants off he's like i feel so confined (laughs) 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 and i looked at him i was like i don't care and he took off his sweatpants and he's walking around in his boxers and then he gets into this mode where he he had anytime he plays with his toys he likes to call it um making movies so he makes movies, but he only grabs one action figure and he will sit here and he will reenact all these different scenes with this one action figure. Like this action figure can fly. He can do this. He can do that. He's blowing stuff up. He's wrestling. He's doing all of this in his imagination. And if I was outside of my house looking through my window, all I'm seeing is my son looking like he's dancing in his boxers <laughs> in the living room slash kitchen area. Hey, he is in his own house. He is living his best life. He is. He was definitely living his best life. <laughs> Probably embarrassing him. Wait until I play this clip back to him one day. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but um, all right, back back on topic. So, so um, oh shit, that was too smooth. Um. Uh, you want to go, or you want me to go? <laughs> Damn, that was that 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 was too smooth for the good old Doug man. Um, Axu um goes and barrels underneath the ground and pops up and is right next to Pikachu, 
um, Sam bathing as well. And Iris is not a fan of this. She's like, you're a part of this too. Ugh. Yeah, because she was going on this whole big point about how Ash was being selfish because all he cares about is getting in the sand and relaxing. And then, you know, her her best friend is like right next to Pikachu. And she's like, son of a, I'm completely outnumbered here. So it's at this point that we uh, flash back over to Team Rocket. Team Rocket just seems like they're just a bother in this episode. I don't know why, but we could have dealt without Team Rocket in this episode. Yeah, they were a complete afterthought here because, <clears throat> pardon me, they're out of the hole and they're spying on the resort. Yes. And they are being pestered by... Sandile, the sunglass, sun, uh, sunglass, sun, fuck me. <laughs> the Sandile with sunglasses. Him. The leader. Right. Well, of what we don't know, but the leader. Yes. And, you know, they're, do- they're doing the whole get out of here, scram, what are you doing? You're bothering us. And, you know, poor old Sandile, he's just, he's got some friends. He's, you know. So he says, "Well, fine," because they're like, "Oh, you're 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 blowing up our spot, basically." And he's like, "Oh, watch this!" And he he digs underground and he starts, and starts heading towards the resort. And then we're back with the Ash in the game. Yes, and it's at this point. Ash is looking up, and there's cute little old Oshawott just laying there in the damn sand, minding his own business, just in his own world, living his best life, as you just said, right? And should this not be a thing? Because <laughs> Oshawott is a is a water Pokemon that can presumably... I would. I mean, I'm taking a guess in this generation can probably use some type of ice attacks. And awesome. yes, well, is, I mean, I have a problem with a little bit later on too. I wa- I was wondering if that was an ice attack or not, but we're we'll get into that in just a bit. So I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a perceivably cold Pokemon in hot sand. I don't know. I feel like. Every time Oshawa tried to cover itself, I feel like the sand should have burned it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay, and that and that's that's the like mindset in this episode. So this episode's kind of everywhere. If you guys can't tell already, so when Ash went to go sandbathe, he completely forgot about Oshawa. He completely didn't even think about going to find him or anything. He just he was just like, yeah, Oshawa will find us. And then he looks up and then there he is right there, just sand bathing. So I would have turned around to Iris and gone, see, I was on it. This exactly. Whole this whole time. Right there. So, but, um, hmm. but that's when we go to the who's that Pokemon this week. And they actually get it right for an episode, Doug. I was doing backflips. <laughs> I was doing backflips. I was like, let this be Sandile. And it was. And I was like, hot damn. Hot damn. Let's go. <laughs> I know. I knew you were doing backflips because it, <laughs> you hate it when they do an episode ahead. You hate it. You hate it. You hate it. Because there's no point to it. No, just not. 
do the do that one then and just keep that go- but anyway i'm not going to get on that hill again so um <laughs> we come back from that and the sand dial is confronting ash and then the little kid's like, well, that's clearly the leader. He doesn't mention the sunglasses, but he's like, that's clearly the leader. That's the guy that's been leading the charge and messing everything up. Yep. And freaking Sandow goes in and just freaking cr- like crunches down on Axu. I felt so bad for Axu. What the fuck did Axu do? Axu did absolutely nothing. Axu was trying to get in some rays with Pikachu. <laughs> Axu wasn't even the... I mean, I can understand if he took, you know, Oshawott. You know, because Oshawott's, you know, probably the lowest level standing there. And here goes Reckless Ash telling Pikachu to use Thundershock on Sandile, forgetting that Axu is in Sandile's mouth. And Iris is like, wait a minute, no, don't do that. You're going to hurt Axu if you shock it. But like, but Pikachu is a Pokemon, right? Yes. Axu is a Pokemon, right? Yes. Pokemon, Pokemon, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pokemon are meant to be hurt, right? I mean, theoretically, they're they're made to battle. Yes. So yeah, it's going to get a little banged up, but you could take it to a center. You and know, it. It, and to be completely fair. I mean, it's not like he told Oshawa to go and water gun it and, like, murder both of them. Right. But to be completely fair, <clears throat> Axu wouldn't be in this problem if he was in a goddamn Pokeball. <laughs> We're going to play that game? I mean, why not? We had, this whole debate <laughs> about, we had this whole debate about Pikachu in the first episode of this show. That's true. That's true. But... And I mean, look, I've only watched up up through the first four episodes, so maybe it's explained in like episode ten or something why Axu's not in a Pokeball, and maybe I'm just not there yet, and maybe little it's, Jimmy's it's going a wild he, Axu. It's not a wild Axu. Does she ever call it back into a Pokeball? Well, does Ash ever call Pikachu into a Pokeball? Touche. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, it's at this point, Iris tells Ash to back off. She jumps in at this sand dial and just starts basically manhandling the sand dial to get her axe back. <laughs> she, she, she is me, and, and, and sand dial is Levi when I'm trying to get one of his toys. Swear <laughs> to God. So this is how it goes, Doug. Give me it. No. Okay. Cause I and I quit. Cause he cause he doesn't give a shit. He'll he'll bite you. He'll be he'll be upset about it, but he'll bite you. And she can't get uh Axu out, so Ash runs over and uh Oshawa <laughs> runs over and then Pikachu <laughs> runs over. And they're sitting there trying to get Axu out of Sandow's mouth as Sandow's just being a dick. And then Pikachu's Oshawott, ears goes, What's up? Oshawa is straight up pulling Axu's head and you can see Axu going, ow! (laughs) (laughs) Just the funniest clip. People, go back and watch this episode wherever you can find it. But, um, freaking Pikachu's 
um, one of Pikachu's <laughs> ears ends up flying up Sandow's <laughs> mouth, and Sandow don't like that because it's tickling the inside of its nose. So what does Sandow do? Sandow lets go of Axu and goes, "All right, motherfuckers," and just goes and grabs both Ashwat by his foot and Pikachu by his hand and just starts taking off. And then, <clears throat> pardon me, starts taking off the opposite direction. And then we're on a shot of Sandile's feet, and Sandile starts levitating off the ground. So you're going, all right, which one of Pikachu or Oshawa knows some kind of psychic attack? Where well, the hell did Team Rocket, how did they not see Team Rocket in this big old bulldozer type thing getting ready to pick up Sandile? I, I, I just want, I just want to know. How did we not hear them? Exactly. The most quietest machine ever. I want it. Yeah, I'll I'll take it. Be doing yard work in my yard all night. Nobody will say anything. I, exactly. So uh So is was is this the new motto? Yeah, it must be. And at some point I'm gonna have to sit down and actually learn it. But yeah, I don't this, like it. I don't like it either. It's it's the new model. They try switching things up. Um, I can tell you at least because I'm I'm only a season and a half behind black and white, like um, watching it, watching these episodes personally. And from what I'm watching in Diamond and Pearl, um, those seasons, they're still doing the regular model. So this is completely different this season. So uh, my mind's just blown. Yeah, I don't like it. I can tell you that much. So I'm. I'm. This se- this season's not starting out too hot in the little in the little things department. Don't like the song. <laughs> don't like the love. Decent episodes so far. Just, I was about to say decent episodes, but I mean, th- Team Rocket even has a new um R logo that they're hot shotting in every single model. I don't hate the R logo. It's it, it's the same. It's the standard logo on their uniforms, but it's a different logo. Like in their song effect or whatever. Yes. So, <clears throat> so we, we, they go through their motto and we find out, um, that this thing is not a, it's basically a magnet that's picking up Sandow. Yes. And it's not a gripping thing, but it, it's gr- grabbed onto Sandow's back and Sandow to his, like to his favor, just does not let go of Oshawa or Pikachu. Just continues to hold them. Yeah, this, which this whole time you could give him a little bit of brownie points because you could say, well, if he lets go of Pikachu and Oshawa, or and, uh, yeah, Oshawa, they could get hurt. I mean, and, maybe. Well, I mean, well, they're going to land on sand, so maybe they wouldn't. So I don't know. <laughs> I was going to give him credit, and then I, as you as you kind of stretch it out, you're like, it's just sand, though. Yeah, but um, we go to Team Rocket going up this big old hill, and well, freaking me out! <clears throat> yeah, they're going up this rocky terrain, but before they do that, Meowth's throwing smoke bombs. Yes, straight up grenades, no smoke bombs to get out of there. And we find out this tractor thing is not so quiet when it's going up this hill. So how did Ash and them not hear it? Just it must, have, it must have been the sand effect. It must have. 
But I feel like also the sand would have gummed up the works. Exactly. So I don't know anymore. <laughs> but um, they're going up this uh, rocky terrain, and out of nowhere, their tractor um, seems to fall forward a little bit. And then they're like, oh, well, that was weird. And then they look all around them, and there's a bunch of sand dial just surrounding them before Ash, Iris, and uh, the spring's owner, uh, I'm owner's son, run up and see Team Rocket. Where is the spring's owner, by the way? Where? What do you say? Where is the spring's? The spring's owner. Like, the son, Ash, and Iris are the ones battling Team Rocket. Where's his dad? This boy's dad. Trolling for chicks? I don't know. Uh, apparently. I just think this this episode is just so weird. Like when you when we actually break it down, like I was watching this and yeah, you were right. It kind of falls off a cliff at one point with just a bunch of random moments. But this episode just (laughs) when you break it down bit by bit does not make sense. People are probably listening to this and like, what the hell is going on in this episode? Literally what we're telling you, everybody. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) go find it if you don't. I mean, if you're not convinced by our breakdowns now, I don't know what to tell you. We've been doing this for over a year. Um, (laughs) I mean, we're not making up lies to entertain ourselves. No. So we go back over to Team Rocket, and we find out Team Rocket is stuck. Um, One of their tires is stuck in a little hole, um, and a bunch of these sand dials are coming in, and they're forming around this little a magnet tractor machinery thingy and they start digging and the the piece of machinery gets completely submerged in in a hole yes and team rocket has to basically jump out and apparently the machine is broke because um sandile is able to release itself from the magnet. So did I don't they, know. Did they ever say how um, it was holding up Sandow? Does he have something like a plate or something in his back or something? I mean, Doug? he has to, right? I mean, otherwise it, there's some kind of metal in the sunglasses. I mean, I don't really, and I mean, I, the, I don't think that would be the case because those would be some heavy ass sunglasses. Yeah, because they they never explained that. How how did this matter? Unless it's a suction thing. And it, it could a be a suction back. thing, but I feel like. I feel like he would still be stuck. Yeah. If it was suction, like I feel like the the ma- the machine got turned off, which is why Sandai was able to disengage from the the crane. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're throwing your hands up too. All right, everybody. Um all right. So um as as we stated, um the machine is now underground. It's broken. Um, the leader Sandow broke free. Now all these other sand Sandow, which looks like it's about a hundred of them at this point, are walking up um, right behind this Sandow that's holding Pikachu and Ashuat, who finally lets go of them. And Pikachu and Ashuat turn around, and we see a bunch of random wild Pokemon. We got some Deerling. We got some Pidoves. Yes. And we have some pat rats. Pat rats. That's it. I knew they had. A, I knew they had a cool name. Yeah. Yes. And the 
the leader sand dial gets up on a higher rock, um, kind of basically like this is the podium. And you could see that he's given directions to all the Pokemon within earshot. And they need to get the fuck out of here. Yes. And basically, as he finishes his thought, we get an eruption out of one of the geysers. Geysers. Yeah. Yeah, geysers. And these geysers are shooting up steaming hot water. So, and we come to the conclusion at this point that Sandow knew about all of these geysers that were getting ready to form on these rocks. So they were trying to keep people away from these geysers. Now, um, you, you might be thinking, okay, well, Sandow was trying to help all of them, but was he really? Because I mean, there, the, this hot water, I mean, unless this hot water was going to reach all the way down by where the springs are, Everybody down below would have been perfectly fine unless they they were just trying to get the Pokemon out of the way and they needed help getting them out of the way. I, I have no idea, Doug. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the reasoning for grabbing Oshawa and Pikachu. Because obviously they had the leader like it's not like they needed a, a bigger spokesman for the group. Hence Pikachu, because obviously the the sunglasses Sandile had that covered. Exactly. So I, that's a head scratcher. So it's at this point um, that we see the geysers um, start breaking away a lot of the rocks. And then the geyser is actually forming a big uh, river of water just spewing down this mountain area. But it's at this time that all the other random Pokemon, the Deerling, the Pat Rat, the Pidove, um, that they're all just walking away from all these geysers. They're not running, they're walking. And then out of nowhere, all these geysers end up entrapping these wild Pokemon in one big circle. And now these random Pokemon are stuck with, yeah, because, with steaming hot water all around them. Because the yeah, I mean, you basically laid it out. So it's, so it's basically like the, the the wild Pokemon are on this basically loose piece of rock with no dry land to move to. Like they're completely marooned on this piece of rock. Yes. Now, I don't understand why the Padov are there. I don't need, especially in a second, and we're we're gonna get there. I, I made I made a good note on my computer as to why why the fuck are these Padoves scared? They can fly. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean the the pat rat and the and the deerling, yes, but these Padove, other than they just we just like being part of a group. I mean, we, we <laughs> just because we can leave doesn't mean we should. Just yeah, just because we can. So. Now all now that all these Pokemon are trapped with steaming hot water all around them, Pikachu tries to run over to go and try to save them, but gets tackled by Oshawott because Oshawott's saying, you can't go in there. You will be a fried mouse. So Ash is like, well, I'm going to go in there and save them. Because, I mean, I guess Oshawott has more sense than Ash does. And Ash takes one step into this 
steaming hot water and gets like fourth degree burns all over his his leg and he flies back he's like oh that that hurt and i'm sitting there going, and we're, I, well not i we're all sitting there going no shit <laughs> <laughs> so it's at this point where the sand dial start grabbing onto each other's tails and making a ladder and they make a ladder to go over to the uh, wild Pokemon and the Pokemon don't want to cross because they're scared. Yes. Which is a fair point. Well, I don't give a fuck. I'd rather, I'm either going to die on that rock or I'm going to die trying to cross it. I'm going to try to cross. Well, yeah, but you also have the benefit of hindsight. These these wild Pokemon don't know. They don't know trust. They don't have trainers. They're just trying to live their lives. Ash is sitting there trying to save them. Sandow specifically told him, yo, get out of here. You're going to get burned. This is going to hurt. Like, if they didn't gain trust by that, these are just some dumb Pokemon. These are some dumb wild Pokemon that are stuck on this rock. Like, I would not want to capture any of these Pokemon. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all can go and be in a beauty contest or something. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not capturing you guys. <laughs> Lack of survival skills. For real. I mean, at least when Ash is freaking, um, Charmander, um, ha- was with them back when they were, um, with the whole ice situation charmander uses its tail as heat and then freaking uh bulbasaur squirtle and pikachu would come over and they would hug up against ash to keep him warm these pokemon would seriously be looking at me like a deer with with headlights get it get it (laughs) and not know what to fucking do well they're also wild I don't care. You I, you know how many Pokemon in these episodes we've seen that are wild, that have more sense than than these? I mean, these Sandow have more sense. Oshawott yeah. has more sense than Pikachu, apparently, and Ash. Well, and I don't... I'm, I mean, and to your point earlier, the, the Padubs just fly across the other side like none of this matters, so... <laughs> Which is why I said they can go and be in a beauty contest because I don't want to be a part. Like, <laughs> I, I don't I don't get this. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be so down on this episode. This episode's hilarious. It's just when you're putting pieces together, it, it's a kid's it's a kid's show. So Pikachu starts to cross and the the ground starts giving way. So Ash has to grab the last sand dial and hold tight as uh, Deerling and Pikachu cross. And you can see that the that the, <clears throat> the leader sand dial is kind of getting a little tense because he's got like a little bead of sweat. And you can see that his grip's moving a little bit. Because, yes. I mean, at some point, something's got to give. I mean, and I felt bad for that for that Sandow. This Sandow is holding all the weights of all these other Sandow, the one that's in the front, and Ash. Well, but if Ash wasn't holding the back Sandow, they'd all be in the water, and it wouldn't matter. True. 
But um, we get a shot of a geyser um, as Ash is trying to get back across and not knowing how he's going to get across. Um, this geyser is coming up and it's a huge one, people. And it's getting ready to come down and just burn the mess out of Ash. And if it doesn't burn him, this thing is going to kill this little boy. Yeah, it's going to scold him for sure. And Oshawa jumps up and hits. And you alluded to this earlier. What I'm assuming has to have been an ice attack because the water completely evaporates. Exactly. And that and that and that's what I wanted to point out. Like, I'm looking at this move and the water that like that. That water's too hot for a regular water gun, in my eyes. Well, it's a natural geyser, yes. Yes. So, Ashua is up in the air, and after it does its attack, um, starts falling. And then he's about to fall into the scolding hot water that's surrounding everybody. And Ash has enough uh, withdrawal in his head. like he, He's like... He's like, oh, shit, um, I'm about to lose Oshawott. And he finally calls him back into his Pokeball. Fast thinking. I don't know if I would have thought that quick, Doug. No. And especially considering he's also holding the weight of uh, a handful of sand dials in his, uh, other, under his other arm. Yes. So it's kind of funny. You know, you look at some of these episodes and he can barely talk and eat at the same time but when it comes to saving people i mean he that that's just second nature to him but then you know of course just as we say that the the sand dial <clears throat> completely slip out of ash's uh grasp and those back sand dial are about to be sand dial soup but just at the last split second, a hand grabs Ash and I'm guessing saves him from falling in? Yes. Even though he was completely uh, sturdy on the on the ground? I, it's Well, I, it, did, it didn't stop him. It stopped the Sandow from flinging back over and becoming um, Sandow soup, as you said. But it also um, saved Ash from falling forward because he had a grip on that Sandow. So the Sandow basically was like pulling him forward because he was losing the grip. Well, anyway, it ends up being Iris making the save. And then the leader Sandile does this up and over maneuver with the entire chain of Sandile, Iris and Ash. It's like this, it's, it ends up being a tower of Sandile that's at least, I don't know, fucking 30 of them, maybe? Yeah. And So they were way up there in the air, and it, it was at that point <clears throat> that all the weight of all of the Sandile plus Iris plus Ash was too much, and the bottom set leader Sandile lost grip. No. Everybody... They didn't lose. They they. This is an orderly disengage. Watch it again. Oh, okay. They were like, hop, up, and they, I mean, they were stupid because they let go on rock. Exactly. But they all co- go crashing down to the bottom. Ash and Iris look like they're knocked out. The leader Sandow sitting there laughing. And then we fade out and we go back to the hot springs 
and the water it looks like water's back over here and they're taking a nice little spring bath um oshawa pikachu axu iris and ash and we're getting and iris makes a comment of you know this is definitely getting a five-star review and everybody looks happy and Fucking uh, Oshawa's completely knocked out. Like he's his eyes aren't even open. Yeah, uh, he's he, he's knocked out just sleeping. And then we get the we get the narration, and we fade out to the jungle, and then we get a parting shot of the smiling sunglasses sandile. That's going to be Ash's Sandile at some point, isn't it? I mean, one would think. So, I mean, it kind of it kind of has to be. But, but yes, that would be another that would be another check in the in the box of Pokemon Ash didn't actually earn much like this Oshawa. <laughs> hey, don't be hating on him. I, but, uh, I will. Because <laughs> this is the 14th season. Yes, and he's still and, getting Pokemon the same way. Yeah, so I will. But, all right. So, Doug, what would you give this episode um, for our fine listeners? It wasn't a bad episode. I mean, three? I yeah, mean, I think three is fair. Maybe a little more action. Maybe would have gotten a four, but... I was just there was a lot going on in this episode, but when you break it down, as we were saying during the review, uh, some things just didn't make sense. <laughs> kind of all over the place, a little bit. But um, good episode overall. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a three as well. So there we go, Doug. Um, you know what time it is? It's pack opening time, my man. Oh, you, you're not even going to let me do it anymore. <laughs> You 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 were gonna say it's eleven oh five. I was, but I'm not gonna do it now. The moment. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's go ahead and open this pack. We've already been recording for long enough, and we still got one more to do. All right, so I got the code, which I can give out at a later time. Take the top four cards, put them at the bottom. Doug, what energy am I about to look at? I'm going to say fire. Oh, not this week. This week was a fighting energy. Fighting. Uh, yes. It was either going to be fire or water. And we already had water. So so I got a fighting energy, a Flannery trainer card, an old cemetery, a Steeny, a Shuppet, a Cubfu, a Blitzel, a Quailfish, a slowpoke. The reverse hollow is an Ampharos. So that's a nice one. Get the fuck out of here. All right. I got a V Max Metagross. That's a fucking nice ass card. I do got the nicer version upstairs, but this one's still fucking nice. I knew this pack was heavy. I knew I knew I was gonna get something nice in this thing. But all right, a what is what is an old cemetery? Is that like a a battleground kind of thing? 
Um, it's a trainer card. It says on here, whenever any trainer attaches an energy from their or attaches an energy from their hand to one of their non-psychic Pokemon, put two damage counters on that Pokemon. Gotcha. So, so it looks like it's a card that you should use on your um let's see. Oh, it says any player. Oh, so you can use this card. And if your opponent has no psychic Pokemon, you're basically giving them 20 energy um, for every every time that they attach an energy to their Pokemon. All right. That's oh, not damn. a bad card. Yeah. So that's not a bad card. So that is this week's pull. Again, if you want to see these cards... Go ahead and follow us at every Pokemon episode on Instagram, at Poke Breakdown on Twitter. Um, I tweet every single week, and sometimes I tweet uh, more than once, um, everybody. But that way you can follow all of our episodes. Um, you can also, if you want to hear next week's episode already, and you're listening to this on the free feed, Go ahead and follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash every Pokemon. And for only $5 a month, you will get next week's episode and you will be a week ahead of everybody else here on the free feed. So, Doug, do you have anything else to say? I don't think so. <clears throat> All right. Well, with that being said, then say goodbye, Doug. Goodbye, Doug. And this is Wrestling Chris G telling all of you. Don't miss next week's episode because it has to big in it. Have a good night, everybody.